and we are back with Epic Universal. It's a show about theme parks, but mostly Universal Studios. I'm Tim. This is Ashley. That's right. And we are going to be talking about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. We're working our way around the Islands of Adventure. We've been doing this. We'll keep doing this. (laughs) We'll finish out the season with doing this. But uh, yeah, Uh, excitement because this is one of the big islands, of course. This is one of the most popular islands there, right? Yes, it is. I think we talked about the main attraction last time, the uh, Forbidden Journey, right? And how that opened Mm -hmm. more than a decade ago, which is crazy talking about it like that. But anyway, before we get into (laughs) it, I do want to remind you guys to subscribe if you haven't already and uh, leave us some great feedback, some uh, nice review over there on the Apple podcast. We always appreciate hearing kind words. If you have any comments or concerns or things you'd like us to talk about here on the show, fictionalquestions at gmail.com is where you reach us. Okay, let's get into this, this virtual tour making our way around. So, yes. Did you know that Universal tried to get Harry Potter into their parks as early as 2000? Wow. Like, there were only, this was way back, only three books had come out. None of the movies yet. <laughs> this was way early. And Warner Brothers was talking about, you know, beginning, they're just beginning to talk about production on the first movie. So that's how early they're thinking about putting Harry Potter in a universal park. But it wasn't for, you know, it wasn't that big yet, I guess. So at that point, they were just thinking of like a stunt show or something. It was going to be at the Castle Dracula Theater in um, Universal Studios Hollywood. It's where the uh, special effects show is now, that stage where they have that. I don't know if you've seen that at Hollywood. It's kind of off to the side. um, I think Up on the upper lot. Near, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of in between all the big streets where they have the walking dead and despicable me and stuff Uh, between there and the animal actors, you know, making your way around exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's where this castle Dracula theater was. And they were looking for a new show to put in there. And they thought about a Harry Potter themed thing. Even they're even going to have like owls that fly in. Think about that. Of course they have that with animal actors, like birds that fly in. So it makes sense that they would try something like that. But nothing happened, probably because, you know, they're really strict. J.K. Rowling, the the Warner Brothers, they're really strict with these licensing. Seriously. And yeah, I mean, it's your it's your thing. So you probably want it to be done right. So years later, there was a bidding war, actually, once the movies that started coming out and everything. Disney Universal bidding on who would get it. And a lot of people thought as early as 2003 that Disney had won the rights. There were even people uh, that came out on their blogs talking about how Disney was going to be opening up a new attraction for Harry Potter, probably in Fantasyland or something. Uh, And exactly, it was announced finally in 2007 uh, that Universal had secured the rights. And the whole reason was because they gave uh, Warner Brothers and J.K. Rowling full control to do it the way that she thought it should be done, right? Mm-hmm. And Disney, of course, would have had Imagineers and everything else. It was less control at that time. I think that once Harry Potter happened, then like Disney's like, oh, we should do something like that. That's why James Cameron had such a big say in Pandora, the Avatar world. Yeah. Uh, so and we see how that works. But yeah, so major reason was control. And obviously, yeah, they weren't going to give them a whole land like Universal is ready to do. And they, you know, not just one land. They're like, we want to build up multiple lands. And we've seen there's multiple lands with talk of more in the future. 
obviously because it's such a big thing and Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if there's gonna be more harry potter or more wizarding world stuff if they continue the movies uh we'll see what happens but at this point it's still very popular one of the reasons it works so well there at the park and i think we mentioned last time the art director Stuart craig who worked on the movies was brought in to basically design the land he worked on all eight of the films and so yeah that's why there's that that just continuity of look like everything looks right because it's same people, the same team making sure it's so they have all the same artwork, all the same. That makes sense. Reference. Mm -hmm. That's why when you walk through, it looks, it feels like you are in the movie. Like it feels like where they filmed. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I haven't seen this, but I guess on the Blu-ray release of uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. There's a little documentary behind the scenes of them making the, you know, then upcoming area. Let's oh, though yeah. talk about the main land because it kind of breaks a lot of the rules. It's very cramped in many areas. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of the places Hogsmeade? that are almost uh, Hogsmeade. They're almost claustrophobic in, you know, and instead of like these it big is. walk areas, it feels real. There's no, when you're going into the shops, there's not the blast of air conditioning that hits you which you probably would want in florida but what what are you gonna do they they were going for reality and all these things Mm -hmm. and that's why you don't even have like coca-cola or something in the three broomsticks or whatever it's strictly butter beer all the different drinks that they have you know yeah you are in hogsmeade you are in the harry potter world so yeah (laughs) for sure yeah so it's none of that licensed stuff that you see other places in the park it's strictly, you know, and now now since then we've seen Star Wars Land and other places do the same thing. Although, I guess Star Wars Land had those Coca-Cola grenades. Remember those? <laughs> remember uh, those? Which one? Oh, for Star They're Wars. They're like yeah. Coca-Cola and the sprite yeah. written in, in like a different language. So it kind of looked Wars like it. language, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or some, yeah. Whatever language, some language they that they speak. made. Yeah. Yeah. They, of course, after this, expanded into in the main park where they brought in Diagon Alley and that that opened in 2014 uh and then they had the Hogwarts Express that runs back and forth between them and that's so fun you've been on that right yeah I know I, I love it so much yes because it you is see one of my favorite parts of uh Universal it's just so immersive it's right like Harry Potter world is literally something else entirely could it's you imagine if the monorail much... was like that yeah, and that would be really <laughs> awesome. I love the monorail for the for what it is, but right, like yeah, the Hogwarts Express is just it really makes you feel like you're part of the world. Like it's crazy. Yeah, they, you so... even when you uh walk when you go like when you're going, it's different too. When you go back and forth, so it's a different um like story. So when yeah. you go to uh when you go to Diagon Alley, I think Hagrid is following you. So you're actually in a moving vehicle that's taking you between the different parks but the window is actually a screen where it looks like you're out on the what it's the scottish highlands or whatever right where you're out there looking out and you see different things depending on which way you're going so that's the window looking outside quote unquote outside is one way and the other way is like a frosted over door where you actually see the kids walk by and then at one point the chocolate frogs get out and they're like climbing on the glass (laughs) 
Yeah, or when you're like going to Hogsmeade, you see the Dementors come at you. Yeah, the Dementors. And then, uh, you know, the Dementors on both sides, and the glass gets frosted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see them do Expelliarmus. The one thing that irks me, though, that mm. irks me about the train is they could not get uh, Emma Watson for Hermione. Right. So it's uh, Rupert Grint and um, Daniel what's Radcliffe. his name who played. And Danny Radcliffe voicing their characters, and then some other random for Hermione. <laughs> well, they got her for the main ride, so at least they did that. They, that's yeah, I just don't her. get why I don't get why Emma couldn't have done it if the other feel, co-stars were doing it. It's weird. Yeah, Emma's kind just of been weird lately. <laughs> I know, but she's a smart girl. She just graduated Brown, I think it was. Oh, I know. So uh, maybe she's, she's just very trying smart. to do something different. I think she's trying to break away from Harry Potter as much well, as she Well, she is can. like 30-something at this point. So. Yeah, and she's like doing very like professional films, I guess you would say. More like... I guess, yeah. Uh, different. Artsy different. stuff. Oh, yeah. definitely artsy different. stuff. Yeah, different. Even though she did do Belle. That was one thing I was surprised she did. But anyway, I just... That's one thing that uh, I do not like about the train is they could not get Emma Watson. Uh, so it sounds weird. You're just like... It sounds like nothing like her. That's yeah. the other thing. It's like sounds nothing like her. They couldn't yeah. even try. It's like they didn't even try. They're just like, all right, just get a girl with a British accent. It's kind of like <laughs> uh, the Indiana Jones ride in Disney. It's obviously not mm. Harrison Ford. It doesn't even no. sound like Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> I know. They just couldn't exactly. get him to do it. I know. It's like sad. They got his face. For the ride. Yeah, they got his, yeah, basically. But, his looks. Uh, yeah. yeah, just uh, Harrison Ford has kind of become an old curmudgeon, just doesn't want to do, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> I know, I'm surprised he came back for the Star Wars movie. You have these interactive spell locations. Have you done that where you use the, the interactive wands and you make things happen I in the windows? I always wanted to. I always wanted to do Ollivanders and have my wand chosen for me, mm-hmm. but I never you, got to You have to a wand, though, one. don't you? I do. I have a, a Nefedora Tonks's wand, but I got oh, yeah. it online a long time ago, not through oh, Universal. Right. Yeah, yeah, I bought a. Univer- uh, it was before Universal, I think, was a thing. I got a wand. I, d- I got it one of the other play. I didn't do the whole ceremony thing, and mm-hmm. I have Dumbledore's wand. Yeah. Um, I did anyway. see. I I've seen a lot of people use the interactive wands, and it's really cool. Yeah, one of my it's fun favorites to watch. is by the uh, the mermaid, the siren. She spits out okay. water. Right. That's yeah. my favorite one. There's one in it's uh I think it's like Diagon Lily. It's the the dark part. Of oh, the Nocturne Diagon, Alley. Uh, Nocturne Alley. There we go. I'm always yeah. thinking of Diagon Lily because of right. what he says. But yeah. yeah, Nocturne Alley. That you can use the wand and like the the merm. It's like a skeleton mermaid, a skeleton yeah. siren. I think you can make it move or something. Mm. Yeah. And there's also uh, in Nocturne Alley a bunch of those uh. Those shrunken heads, and then you can make right. them talk. They're cool. so annoying. <laughs> they just keep talking. Yeah. Like they're so cool. But also in the land, on certain nights, they have the nighttime lights that come on, which is kind of their own version of fireworks. They project uh, pictures and lights and all kinds of things on <laughs> yeah. know, symbols and whatnot around and on the castle, on Hogwarts Castle. Kind of like they do at Disney where they put a projection show on the castle or mm-hmm. small world or whatever big, you know, uh, building front. 
But it's really cool because it's not just the projections. They also do other things in the sky. Sometimes they've had drones that fly around and they they uh, basically put together like a Patronus in the sky. That kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It's pretty cool. You I can, love that. You, yeah. Yeah. And you can see this stuff online if you, if you want to check it out. So right. in Hogwarts itself, of course, there's the main ride that we talked about last time. A dark ride going through a replica of Hogwarts and Harry, Ron, Hermione. And there's a tour of the castle. And then you get into some mischief. Uh, that ride mm-hmm. is four minutes, six seconds long. And the height restriction is 48 inches. Um, and of course, there's the shop. We mentioned that too last time, I think. Filch's Emporium of Confiscated Goods, which is yeah. the, the shop, you know, when you're leaving the ride, when you're exiting. Mm-hmm. Where you can get you clothing. Can, you can enter it too after. If That's you true. don't want to go on the ride, you can enter it as well. It's on That's the side. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's replicas of stuff from the movies. There's some clothing, but a lot of the clothing is actually down in Hogsmeade. Right next to that, though, is the Flight of the Hippogriff. Originally known as the Flying Unicorn, it was part of the whole Lost Continent. Yeah. Before it was that ride is just a junior like, coaster. Yeah, it's kind of like... Um, the brainstormer, right? Yeah, brainstormer from, or something. Like, brainstormer, yeah. uh, the goofy ride. It's just like that. Literally yeah, it's just a little kid thing. coaster, a junior coaster, yeah. and and you're basically it's another Hagrid ride where he's basically talking to the guests about how to fly the hippogriff around. So that's again why I think that a lot of this land is set within the third movie, right? It's yeah, that, I would say so. The hippogriff, and it's also. The, the serious black signs outside of three broomsticks and stuff. It just feels like mm-hmm. the third movie going on. That's only a minute, six seconds long, 36 inches high requirement. It's so short. It's not even really worth it. If it's one of those days no. where the line is super long because it's just over so quick. If I'm really... being honest, I've never been on that ride. I have. Because I just know. I, I, have. I, I only, it's just because I'm just like, I know what the ride is. I mm-hmm. can see it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know what it's about. I'm just like I don't feel like waiting in line to go on a, a minute ride. Yeah, that's well, yeah. It's just, just kind of really like funny a... because originally it was just a reskinned kid coaster, but then they exactly. just reproduced it in all the other Harry Potter lands. So I think that's funny too. Um, there's a singing frog choir that you can see, like a show mm-hmm. that goes on. The people come out and they're holding their frogs. Try Wizard Spirit Rally. Have you ever watched that? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fun cool. with the two different schools. What are the what? The Bobatons, the the girls, and then the, there's the, the one, the outfits. Russians, the Durmstrangs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. They put uh, on really good shows. They put on really good shows, I think. Mm-hmm. They have really yeah. great singers. Yeah, there's there's good stuff there. There's actually a really good show in Diagon Alley, too, if we ever talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I, yes. I love that. It's like very, like, 20s, 30s-esque like yeah. shows they have going on mm-hmm. they have the old yeah it's really cool. yeah it's weird how harry potter is i mean the whole series is kind of set in that time almost like mm-hmm. world war ii or before world war ii even though it's obviously not i think the books are set in the 90s but they don't yes. really have like once they go to hogwarts or whatever they don't have tvs they don't have anything modern there it sets a mood totally it gives you that mm-hmm. more maybe i guess the fantasy element is easier mm-hmm. More traditional. So on the end of the land is Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, which is Mm. a really cool themed coaster. It's a much bigger coaster. It's new. It's 2019. So it was used to be the Dragon Challenge, the dueling dragons thing that they had there. 
that I know, predated I Harry that. Potter. It was a lost another lost continent thing, but that new coaster, the Hagrid one, is two minutes fifty five seconds long, and it's a forty eight inch high requirement. I like that it's it's kind of an easy coaster, but it goes fast at certain points. Yeah, it doesn't do anything too crazy, but you have little moments uh, where there's set pieces where you're going around. I don't know. I think it's just the next step of a almost a family coaster. It's somewhere in there between yeah, exa- definitely the, the hippogriff stuff and then the actual coasters like Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about some of the shops. You mentioned Ollivander's, Ollivanders. earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the unique uh, interactive experience, which is basically what happens in the first movie where Harry goes in there and, and there's the all thing the pa- where all the floats around and goes a little yeah. crazy like a mini tornado. Lights, <laughs> lights go off and the wand chooses, you know, the wand chooses you. It's the it's always there's a line to get in here always there's never yeah. not a line unless no. you are the first one there uh-huh. but otherwise it's because it takes a few minutes in there it's like a little story you're getting your own private show kind of i think another thing that's kind of fun though is in the restrooms you can hear moaning myrtle but she's in both restrooms not mm-hmm. just the guys i know which she's is, so I guess annoying, that makes she's funny. I mean, it doesn't make sense according to the story, but you know, I figure women want to hear it too. I, mean, so, yeah. I know exactly. Like it's like it's cool for us to hear too. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna sneak into the guys' room. Um, yeah. Other shops. The Owl Post is uh, kind of the shady place. It's like an you you know what I'm talking about, right? Where in- uh, it's. In Hogsmeade, it's not really a shop as much as it's someplace where you can sit down underneath an awning. Yeah, okay, yeah. And they're, up in the rafters, it's almost like there's all these owls that are up there waiting, you know, to be picked. But inside, because it's right next to the, the owl post is the shop inside, and that's where you can get writing supplies, and you can even mail letters with a postmark from Hogsmeade. So that's kind of cool. If you ever want to send something from the Wizarding World, you can do it there. Mm-hmm. One other place, Dervish and Bangs. Uh, you can get those Spectra Specs. What, what's her name? She had them in the movie where she could see, like, they're almost like x-ray glasses. Luna. Right? Luna yeah, Lovegood. Luna Lovegood. That's right. Had it. And you can get Quidditch equipment. Uh, there's apparel there, different clothing and more. And that's kind of a big store that kind of wraps around in many different rooms. So yeah. each room has different different types of things. One's ropes, one's more like scarves and different, different things like that. But it's everything mm-hmm. you need. <laughs> Yeah, I've always wanted to get a scarf and I've never done it. I know. I want to get a robe, but they're so expensive. Yeah, it's all pretty expensive. They are so expensive. Like, it's great. I think they're over $100. The robes are, yeah. The robes, but the, yeah. But I mean, the scarves aren't that much. No. And are you Ravenclaw? Are you no. Hufflepuff? I am a Hufflepuff. Yeah, okay. But I also think Gryffindor as well. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm Grifflepuff. I'm... Grifflepuff? Yeah. Yes. It depends which site, but I'm either a Gryffindor or a Ravenclaw, which makes sense, I, I guess. always associated more towards Gryffindor when I was younger, because yeah. that's just that, you know, the house I want to be in, just like right, because the Harry. rest of them. Yeah. And then I grew to love the other characters, like Nifedora, oh, and right. I started doing Pottermore and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I, got, I got Hufflepuff. I'm definitely a Hufflepuff, but yeah. I, I like Gryffindor a lot. They are like my favorite house, but I am a Hufflepuff. I have I think to say, I just I, uh, my personality. Yeah, I think I just said Ravenclaw because sometimes it's creative. There's a lot of creative yeah. that comes out of that, so that's where I went first. But anyway, Hufflepuff makes sense. Uh, food, 
The Three Broomsticks restaurant is so good. And of course, there's the Hogshead Pub I know. kind of attached to it. Uh, and I it's love basically British classics, you know. Sometimes yeah. they have a little twist on them, but it's it's all good food and it's not that much considering you're in a theme park. I honestly feel like that against maybe Disney prices, it's it's you're getting a better deal at Three Broomsticks. Um, also for food, Honey Dukes, which is kind of a, a sweet shop. What like uh, the every flavor beans or chocolate frogs, oh different things. From I'm the always franchise. scared. Yeah. I want. I always wanted to do that. The, the every like flavor. The, yeah, I've but done it. It's I am. Not, a... I always get the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm very afraid of doing it. I don't want to yeah. taste like that other earwax and right eh, exactly. vomit. I I just. Yeah. Eh, I can't. I will actually probably throw up, yeah. and I am afraid of that. I have bought a few chocolate frogs in my time, though, and I mm, love them. Mm, mm, I have mm. my, and I actually, when I got them, the first time I got it, I got Godric Gryffindor, and the second mm-hmm. time I got one later on, I got Helga Hufflepuff. So I was yeah. like, it's destined to be. It's destined. I am a Gryffindor. <laughs> but they also have like fudges and stuff, like butter beer stuff. Yeah, I know. There. They have it's pretty really, good. They a have lot of really sweets. good, good stuff. I, I love that store. <laughs> it's probably anyway. the store I shop at the most there. And also we mentioned the Hogsmeade station, which is um, the Hogwarts Express connects to King's Cross over there at the other park transportation between the two parks. But it's also a, a ride. There's special effects in that cabin, you know, like we said, through the different windows. And that mm-hmm. that attraction is basically if without any crazy stops, it's four minutes and one second long. Yeah, anyway. it's a really long, it's a long ride. It's actually not short. That's why the line for it can get very long, like to line up yeah. to get on it. It yeah. can build up um, mm-hmm. because of how long the ride is. Yeah, I think w- the only time I've been over there, I boarded at King's Cross and actually, it said it was like a 20-minute wait or something. It took over an hour for me to get yeah. on that train. But anyway, yeah. but I did it, and then I made my way through. It was a lot of fun. It was worth it. So yeah, don't... Yeah, it's worth it. If only to... I mean, I guess that's in King's Cross. It's not on this side. But, you know, when when you're in line, you look over, it looks like people are running or walking through the wall. They have that mm-hmm. magical illusion. I know. I love, that's what I was going to mention earlier, and I forgot. I just that's another part of the ride I love. It just it's yeah, so cool. But like that's when at you the other go to Hogwarts. Land, I, I know if you go to Hogwarts, uh, if you mm-hmm. go to Hogsmeade, yeah, it, you basically run like through the wall, but mm-hmm. and you can like videotape. That's what I, I have a lot of videos of me and my friends. Oh, like doing uh, it? like one of us like holding it. Yeah, holding the phone behind the thing. So it mm-hmm. looks like we're videotaping us going through the wall. It's really cool. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool. And it really it's, does and make it look a, like you're disappearing. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> a simple illusion, but it, it's really effective. Anyway, yeah, I love this place. I think it's great. It's pretty much the same, basically, any any for any park you go to, whether it's Hollywood, um, Florida. I've seen what I've seen from Japan looks the same. So I think you'd be happy. If you're, especially if you're a Harry Potter fan, but I know many people who aren't even a fan of the franchise who've gone and think it's amazing, love the food, love the butterbeer. So this is a great, this is one of the better islands. I, I don't know. What do you think? This Jurassic Park, Marvel, are those the best? Oh, think? yeah. No. Yeah. This is my favorite part. Yeah. Um, this is definitely my favorite part. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Anyway, we'll be back next time with more. I think we 
make our way to Lost Continent next, right? And what's weird yes, is we Lost Continent used to be part of this. <laughs> like they halved that land to build Harry Potter. So what's left is kind of weird and there's not too much there, but I guess we'll talk about it next time anyway. Thanks so much for mm-hmm. listening, guys. I've been Tim. This has been Ashley. saying that life uh, finds a way.